0: Joining us, Marta Norton is the Chief Investment Officer of Americas at Morningstar Investment Management. Marta, great to have you here on the program.
1: Thanks for having me, Oliver.
0: We've got so much to choose from right now to turn our focus on to a European conflict, Chinese COVID surging, and uh, the classic uh, interest rate paradigm here that it's kind of started the party. What's the main focus for you right now?
1: You know, to your point, there is a lot going on, and it's hard to focus on any one thing. Um, What's critical to us at Morningstar Investment Management is understanding what's priced in to securities, so what's already known by the market and what isn't known. And so, you know, with the structural changes that could be underway with what we're seeing with the Russia-Ukraine conflict, with questions around China, a lot of our research is focused in on... What, um, what impact are these factors going to have on growth? What impact are they going to have potentially on um, yield and income? And what impact are they going to have on valuation so that we can make informed decisions around that? And I think some of that, frankly, is still in flux and we're still working through those different impacts.
0: Mm. Uh, Marta, thinking about uh, what is already kind of been understood or processed by the market, uh, it certainly is interesting that we're finding our legs here after Powell does that first hike. Uh, Is that telling us uh, that uh, maybe interest rates don't have to be the, the boogeyman that they are threatening to?
1: Well, certainly the market anticipated the move today. I think Powell has been more than clear about what he planned to do with this 25 basis point move. Um, And I think you could could argue, and it's hard to to put too much stock in any one explanation for day-to-day prices, but you could argue that the market saw that move yesterday as confidence that the Russia-Ukraine conflict had not upended U.S. growth and, Mm. and the Fed felt confident enough to move forward. I think there's still plenty of uncertainty around where the Fed goes from here and the impact that that could have. The Fed, especially this Fed, has a reputation of being dovish, of being a little slow to take um, the proverbial punch bowl away from the party. And so it seems as though the risk could be that the Fed moves too slow and inflation continues to kind of unravel and have its impact on the economy. And so I think that's what investors are going to keep top of mind. And if that's top of mind, I think there can still be some volatility here to come.
0: Mm. Uh, Martel, thinking about uh, the real impact, if there is no resolution in Ukraine, if the uh, commodity moves we're seeing are are not just short term, if we see that general trend higher in prices, um, what's the impact? Uh, How are uh, we need to kind of figure that out at this point. you just go through the companies? Do you have the analyst at Morningstar go through and say, hey, here's the total revenue that comes from that region, uh, and it's a lot or it's a little, or is this gonna be more through commodities and, and what it means for the Fed? Uh, how do we even figure out what that lasting impact could be?
1: Yeah, it's it's certainly a complex analysis. It depends on the market. So if we're looking at a market like Germany, we're going to be focused on international trade and the impact that that can have on Germany, given its role you know, and in, in, in what its focus is on automakers and the like. If we're looking at European financials, we're going to look at direct exposure to you know, Russia. We're also going to look at derivative exposure and what's not understood clearly um, you know, at, at a first glance. So it's going to depend. I think broadly speaking for Europe, there is that question of the impact that prolonged higher energy prices can have on the European consumer, the European individual, and what impact that can have on growth. And I think that puts the ECB in a difficult position because they have to deal with inflation and they also have to deal with the impact on growth. Now, the US is a little bit more insulated, but not completely insulated. So that's something that we're gonna see and, and, and watch over time. And we are seeing people downgrade growth expectations globally and a, and a touch here in the US as well. Mm.
0: Do uh, it downgrades to our uh, growth expectations uh, generally pressure risk assets and stock markets, or can we do that old bad is good thing at some point and uh, count on Powell changing his language? He didn't seem too interested in changing it yesterday.
1: Yeah, that's going to have to be a watch and see game on Powell. But what I will say is that. I think we have to consider expectations at the start of the year, expectations on valuations. And what valuations are telling us is that the US market has had a tremendous run, and we all know those hot spots, those bank stocks that have been particularly beneficial, you know, beneficiaries of this environment. So as they sell off, I think there's an opportunity to marginally add back exposure. Um, but I don't think we can assume that everything's priced in at this point. And if we see some more volatility or some larger Fed action that people expect, that some of those grossier areas won't sell off further.
0: Okay. Uh, Mark, it's really good stuff, a nice contribution uh, to our discussion today. Great to have you as well. Thanks a lot.